that's a nice desk you have there, Paul. Yeah, it's my porta desk. It's come in handy in so many ways. It's nice. nice. Ended it down. Uh, nice Johnny Cash shirt, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. All right, are we going to start playing? Uh, maybe. All right, I'm going to turn off video. <laughs> All right, same. All right. There we go. Uh, now I can let my gut hang out. Nobody <laughs> could see. I put my belt on yeah. number two. Here we go. <laughs> Let's just take it off. Belt? What are you talking about? <laughs> Got my Thanksgiving pants on. There's a there's a reason why my screen is covering my chest up. <laughs> no pants at 9 o'clock. not wearing pants. <laughs> There hasn't been pants since the goddamn pandemic started. I'm not going to lie. That's true. I don't even know where they are. <laughs> Pizza guy looks at me weird. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have Schwans down there, but the Schwans guy walked in on me in my boxers like a few weeks back. Said, don't, don't come into the house, dude. <laughs> Is it because he wasn't wearing all. pants, too? <laughs> yeah. No contact, right? No contact. No contact. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> All right, so let's go with Ronan. Let's introduce your character, bud. Uh, my character's name is Bartleson James. He is a gnome wizard, uh, third level, transmutation. Bartleson James? <laughs> Bartleson James. Like uh, the delicious wine cooler? <laughs> Maybe. And cool. thanks for your support. <laughs> I am planning. I'm planning on going with my Vermont uh, accent for this fella. <laughs> Vermont accent. All right. You know that's the one state I haven't been on the East Coast yet. <laughs> yet you're closer. Not a bad now. state, actually. Mm-hmm. Vermont's cool. Yeah, go to, yeah. Go to Vermont. You have to drive through Connecticut. Like, go to New York. To, yeah, you can go through New York. It's not as but, cool yeah. though. Well, if you if you go up through um, the Adirondack Park, it's actually kind of nice. It's yeah. There's an Adirondack the Park. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. It's uh, uh, probably seven or eight counties, I think. Um, New England basically counties. the mountains. It's been oh. established as like a, uh, like a not a national park, but it's a preserve, essentially. They're, they're New England-sized counties, not Texas-sized counties. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. Got it. Well, okay. the, the county I'm just south of is the same size as Delaware, so... We've got we've got bigger. Yeah, like you said, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> you said you said uh, that. It's the one with the least amount of people in it. Oh, I like got that it. one already. I hate yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like if I drop someone off blindfolded in St. Lawrence County in August, they might not know they weren't in Georgia. Why are you dropping people off with blindfolds? Because <laughs> we all hate why people. not. <laughs> All right, so I like Bartles and James. Bartleson. Bartleson. Yep. Okay. All right. James is his last name. Okay. Bartleson got it. Excellent. And <laughs> Thomas the Hammer. Hey, yeah, I'm uh, Thomas the Hammer. I'm a level three Goliath. Uh, I'm a fighter. My story's pretty simple. You know, I, I signed up to just go adventuring with the mercenary company. I disco- discovered, you know what, fighting's pretty fun. I like it, it's, and uh, most people I find are pretty small. So I started uh, offering my protection. The people when I started just traveling, going down to town, but uh, found that uh, quite often, uh, you know, the problem was that when you end up with me as your protection, well, you got me as a partner. So now you got to come up with the money every week, no matter what. Business bad, <laughs> fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire, fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. I'm Thomas. <laughs> I've seen that commercial. I think. <laughs> 
Three o'clock in the morning on the local station. Oh my god! Yeah. Well done, Sean. Oh my Damn. goodness. Oh my goodness. Y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't realize just how funny that is because I've met Sean and I know him. He's a really good guy. <laughs> Here he is. He's a gangster. If you, if, 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 if we oh. saw the video while he was saying that, it would be so much better. Oh my god, <laughs> man! Ever since wow. I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Alistair. It's Alistair Jaeger, a uh, Dampier Ranger. So he uh, ended up, you know, more of a, well, I was started life as a human. And through an unfortunate accident, the Dampier has taken more hold, but not a full vampire, but I still have some of the tendencies, unfortunately. So now I still use my skills as a ranger to help guide through different areas and locales as need be, picking up odd jobs and trying to track down the one that did this to me. Ladies and gentlemen, Bella Lugosi. God damn, dude. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> Little known fact, great. the accent comes with the uh, curse. <laughs> 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 Nothing you can do. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, uh, uh, Zaron? Zaron? I am Zaron. I am a dragonborn paladin, and I I am here to spread the word, the word of my deity, to make sure everybody can hear me. Everybody is well and good. God damn, guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first serious like character I've ever though. heard you, dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right, Henry, you have the floor. Uh, hello there. Uh, my name's Henry. Uh, it's Henry Scalitz. Uh, you know, like the frying pan. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a people like like all you guys, and uh, uh, I got hair. Uh, I ain't never actually seen it, but uh, my mom cut it, and she said it looks good, so I guess it looks good too. Uh, I, I just started the fighting business because I'm pretty good at it, but uh, I don't like I don't like seeing a lot of people bleed. So uh, the 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 shop owner I got it from, uh, he gave me a stick with a with a metal ball on the end, and uh, he told me he was gonna give me a male shirt. And I said, well, I hope so. I am a boy. And he's like, not that kind of male, you twat. And that hurt me feelings. But uh, yeah, I, and I also got a shield. Uh, so, you know, I'm more of the, you know, the protecting kind. I, I like to make bad people feel bad, but uh, I ain't here to kill anybody. <laughs> Okay, is is that Australian or Cockney? Yes, both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the difference is a few thousand miles, really. It's a, it's a Cockney Australian. It's, it's a, a bit of a bit of a mix, if you. That's a Cockney Australian. Yes. <laughs> it's a transplant. It's okay. <laughs> Man, now I feel bad for not starting sooner. <laughs> wow, we are all actually kind of bringing it tonight. Nice. Yeah, we are, dude. This is hard. This is great, man. Holy cow. I could go to whenever. All I have to do tomorrow is get a tattoo for about four or five hours. Okay. How's you everyone suck. else feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Good to go. Let's go. I've had a regular night's sleep in about 12 months. Oh, <laughs> You're good. Uh, yep. <laughs> Whew. Okay, so we might end up having to do another session of this one, man. <laughs> okay, so this is a 45-hour adventure that is designed uh, for level 7 adventurers. And, okay, so we're going to go ahead and start. Whoa. Yeah? Whoa. <laughs> 
We're going to be playing through three orcs and a baby. <laughs> did you say level seven? Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Written Good, because I'm Zawada. level ten. <laughs> in your heart? <laughs> and in my dreams, but not for real. This may be a very short experience. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll see. <clears throat> all right, so all of you have been working together as an adventuring party for about a month. Um, nobody really knew how it would go or if it would last, but here you are. Uh, no one has died yet, and you seem to work together fairly well as a team. Uh, you've all started to gain a bit of a reputation here in uh, state, uh, the city that you all want to hail from or are going to, which is where our story begins. I mean, it says here Neverwinter, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say Neverwinter. Okay, here in Neverwinter. <laughs> it's a cool, sunny morning as you walk to the inn you're staying at after yet another adventure. The mostly human citizens get a good look at you, a group that features races such as Goliaths and Dragonborns. And every now and then, then, excuse me, every now and then someone comments on your impressive weaponry. And here I'm supposed to ask you, what is your weapon of choice? Uh, you keep chatting about your most recent adventure. What was your most recent adventure? Uh, the question you all return to is, why did I join this party? So why did you? Uh, and again, I'm reading this verbatim as it's written, uh, seeing as how I'm just plopping everybody into this adventure. Um, you know, obviously any listener who's listening to this, if you do see or, or if you do hear something, or we're just kind of, you know, thumbing over by all means with more time on your hands, you can definitely add in your own stuff here. So it seems like there's a bit of a, a little bit more role playing going on uh, for this adventure. Uh, see, okay, here, just moving the story along. You make it, you make it to the inn and the place is already packed. You get a table quickly. You're growing your reputation, paying off. What do you get for breakfast? Again, these are asking questions to kind of get everybody going around the table to talk about and do a little bit of role play here. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is just kind of move everything along just a tad. Uh, we're, you're supposed to meet a, a Delric Nightbreeze. Uh, you see this elven male wearing a robe that's seen better days. He approaches you with a big smile on his wide, op uh, on his wide dopey face. Heroes, it's truly an honor to speak with you on this beautiful day. My name is Delric Nightbreeze, owner and operator of Potions and Lotions. Mm -hmm. premier medicinal and recreational apothecary in the city. I have a proposition for you. And I guess there's supposed to be a go with a back and forth with everybody, with introductions. Um, as you know, the Zentarim and their thieving is killing the city from within. However, if that wasn't bad enough, it seems the night masks from Burdusk have made their way here as well. They've already robbed two of my wagons. I find myself in a position to help the city and get a little revenge in the process. I'm savvy to the route of an incoming black market wagon the night masks are bringing in. I want to hire you to ambush the wagon under the guise of the Centaurim Raiders. Leave, no, leave one survivor so they can spread the word on who was responsible. And if we're lucky, the night masks and Zeratim will wipe each other out. At the very least, we should be rid of one of them. Uh, the primary objective, however, is the recovery of a crate being brought in from Chult. Bring the crate and its contents undamaged to my shop, Potions and Lotions, and you will receive a hefty bonus. Your reward for this job is 300 gold each, a health potion each, 
and a 10% discount on future potions at my shop and a couple of my own personal creations if you execute the mission, how I've laid it out. And as a sign of good faith, here's one of my favorite potions that might help you along the way. And you see him reach into his robe, pulls out a jar containing oil of slipperiness. And at this point, let's see, let's go with Bartleson. Can you roll me a um, history check? Uh, 12? With a 12. We see Mr. Nightbreeze reveals that the night masks are more brutal than the local riffraff. And how about uh, Thomas? Can you roll a history check? Can I? Uh, uh, okay, it's a 19. Okay, so again, Delric Nybreeze relates to you that the night masks are led by a council of four vampires in Burdusk. And uh, Zeron, can you roll an insight check? Absolutely, I can roll an insight check. Do a seven. With a seven, you know the Zintarim are in the city. <laughs> <laughs> I really got this on lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Henry, uh, same insight check? Well, I mean, I, I suppose I could do that. I like that. I like the heft of his jib. Uh, that's going to be an 18. With 18 or 19? 18. 18. Uh, you know that the Zentarim are known for roughing people up near the fountain in the market square. I remember Mama telling me that. And Alistair, uh, one more insight check. That would be an 18. Hmm. Let me see. You know of a tailor named Jellico, known for taking on any clothing challenge. He owns the best tailor shop in the city, the Golden Needle. What was his name again? Jellico. Jericho with an L. Jellico. Thank you. Could be Yellico if it was Soft Spanish. J. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we're talking about an anchorman. Yeah, it's a Yellico. Yellico. <laughs> Yellico. Yeah, is it two L's? Yellico. No, Yellico. <laughs> Dude, Only you need to get L. another beer, man. Another beer. Uh, actually, my wife just <laughs> Dropped off a beer that she's not going to drink, so I have. You work cut out for you. Yeah, we're playing a lot longer tonight, boys. <laughs> I mean, we're playing. Let's go. <clears throat> Tally ho. <laughs> she's standing right. right behind you, isn't she? No, she she dropped her beer off and walked out. I'm going to bed. I can't drink this. <laughs> Just set it down, honey. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get rid of it. I'm getting rid of it. <laughs> it's a godly thing I do. I am the great finisher in the house. <laughs> What's the matter, kids? Can't eat your food? I'll take it. That's my entire diet plan these days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's honest work. It's, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Okay, so, Zeron has an idea. Oh, and with this, uh, the, the, let me see, the, the market guy, Delric Nightbreeze. I got to remember his name. So Delric, Delric Nightbreeze takes his leave from everybody, bows to everyone politely, and quickly exits the inn where you're all sitting. Go ahead. We should get outfits that make us look like these Zeratern from the tailor, the questionable tailor who will do anything. Zentarin. Zentarin, that's what I meant. Then we can raid these night mask people. And I also heard that uh, a place, a good place to start uh, once we get there is um, over by the fountain in this in this town. Looks like we have two options. One, to either take out a couple Zentarum and grab the cloaks there and then have them made or simply acquire several cloaks depending upon how many Zentarum we're able to find at this fountain. Oh, I have a new idea. Who wants to hear it? I, I'm game. Excellent. Yep. Everybody wants to hear it. We need that content. We get outfits <laughs> as night masks. 
and we jump the people at the fountain, and then we take their outfits, but we let one of them go, so they think the night masks jumped them, and then we go raid the caravan as the Zaratan. Let us just start one small piece of the war at a time. <laughs> well, if uh, we can get our hands on just one of these uh, outfits, I can uh, cast Fabricate and make us many more as we need. <laughs> Why didn't you say that at the beginning? Well, we are at the good idea. Is that a level three spell? God damn. (laughs) Sometimes it's best not to show your hands too early. Well, look, I don't really do the whole dressing up thing, but I'll just go with you guys because it sounds like we're going to go from one fight to another, in which case uh, you should uh, be aware that, uh, you know, there's uh, those uh, night masks. They've got that council of vampires. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't deal with them all that much. They're weird. You know, not my kind of people. But uh, I think they, we might draw some attention from them if we try to fuck with these guys, you know? Oh, Lord, they want me to, to kill a bunch of people and then we got to go and deal with bloodsuckers. Oh, this is getting worse all the time. I- I should have stayed home. <laughs> hey, look, we just got to do this. Maybe we'll find somebody who's a good sucker. We can milk some for, for, for some of them uh, gold gold coins. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just go with it and we'll profit later. Hmm? Maybe we'll get some good chamomile lotion from this uh, night breeze guy. Believe it's <laughs> <What>? chamomile. <laughs> yeah, what I said, chamomile. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, you'd probably better wash your hands after. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably going to need some of that. This uh, this male shirt is get it's it's pretty chafy. They're supposed to say, I, well, they said I'm supposed to have some padding underneath, but I couldn't afford it. <laughs> so are we going to jump the Zeratin at the fountain, masquerading as night masks? Sounds like a plan to me, and I, I think that's a good plan just to get this Henry guy some fucking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, do we? Are we? Would we be aware if, after being here for a month, would have seen the Centaurum and the night masks? Would we have kind of witnessed them in our comings and goings? Uh, that's a damn good question. Let's see. It is a damn good question. The other question is: Have we been together as a group for a month, or have we been in this area for a month, or both? Uh, well, according to this, you've been adventuring together for about a month, right? And you're just walking into this town, right? So, given my background, I'd like to do a uh, history check to see if I'm familiar with these night masks, and that would be a seventeen history check. Yep. Uh, one sec. Exposition, exposition, exposition. With a 17, in your previous travels, seeing as how you've buddied up with uh, your ragtag bunch. Oh, by the, by the way, Bottleson, you get to name the group, so uh, that's on oh. you, dude. Um, <laughs> so you've been adventuring with your group here, and as soon as Bartleson comes up with your name, uh, we can go forward, I guess. Uh, for the past month, you've gotten closer and closer. Like, every, every encounter you've come up on, uh, that's led to combat you've been able to get information out of someone with a lead and with a 17 you know that the night masks are like near the top of the food chain of what you're looking for the information you're looking for so i'm also trying to figure out if they operate during the day or they're definitely more of that uh shadowy kind of nighttime definitely shadowy nighttime okay so it may not behoove us based on the knowledge of these night masks to attempt a raid during the day if we wish to take out the zentarum that's one thing during the day but i would suggest keeping the night mask piece under wraps for now especially if we're to 
attack a night mask shipment coming in. I'd rather not draw their attention until it's the opportune time. Ah, look at this guy over here with the big brains there. Eh? <laughs> I, I think he's got a good idea. What do you guys think? Ah, uh, yeah. Sounds good to me. Nothing the wrecking crew can't handle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That would be a group that's cooler than wine if you came up with it. <laughs> I'm write that down too. Now you can edit that out later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we attacked the Zeratens in the evening at night, dressed as the night masks. Take their outfits. Hopefully they fit. And then we attack the Nightmask Caravan, dressed as the Zeratans. Mm, Zentarim. Zentarim, that's what I said. Not gonna lie to you guys, this is all real complicated, and it's, it's all going way over my head. I'm not really an educated man, so I'm just gonna follow you guys. Just just attack when we say attack. Yeah, yes, we'll point sir. you in the right direction, friend. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get some uh, let's get some outfits. We need night mask outfits. So let's just deal with this in Tarum first. Let's see if there's any present to this fountain. Well yeah, we need our night mask outfits to attack them at this fountain so that they think the night masks are attacking them. True. But I'd and so then when we attack the Nightmask dressed as this other group that I can never remember their name. Zentarum. Zentarum. Then they are at odds with each other. And they think that each one is attacking the other and it raises the tensions between them. Oh, and it keeps the heat off of us, right? Exactly. He gets it. I'm getting the hang of this. <laughs> Wrecking crew, the crew, the group that's cooler than wine. <laughs> so we can edit that out later. <laughs> that's got to go on a shirt, man. Yeah. <laughs> March. All right. So what's the next play? Where, where are y'all going? We'll get a night mask outfit and then Bartleson can fabricate us some more. So where are you going? First, I want, let's well, check out the fountain. they've got to buy the uniforms from somewhere. Am I right? This is possible. We might be able to use my friend at the Golden Needle, but let's see if we can track down these Zentarum first. Get a better idea of who we're dealing with. Okay. Sounds like a bunch of bullies to me. <clears throat> so then everyone's going to the Market Square? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's see. The market the market square is bustling with activity. Merchants have carts set up in every direction, and seem to struggle with the amount of people interested in their wares. Uh, children play near the fountain in the center of the square, but every now and then you notice an unsavory character hiding in plain sight. Um, let's see. Bartleson, can you roll a perception check? Not so good at these. Oh, not too bad. Twenty. Dirty. Damn. Okay. I believe that is a dank twenty. Yeah, dank. <laughs> 20, yes. Yeah, that's what we say in our podcast, Dank 20. As long as that's not moist. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doors around, are there? No. Okay. <laughs> Everybody was thinking it, I just said it. <laughs> wow, that's a damn good roll. Okay, so the group of Zeratim off in the corner scan for the next victim, and it looks like it might be you. You have their attention, but they do their best to not let on that they're well aware that there's an adventuring party in the square. Look at these guys. They're like the dog that finally caught the cat. We're not ready for a confrontation with them. We may be. How I many are lured them into an alley and then maybe something unfortunate happened to him. But they need to think that it's the night masks attacking them, not just some random adventuring group. 
let's see. Uh, Zaron, roll a uh, an, an insight check. Mm-hmm. 16. Okay, with that roll, you know that it's not that necessarily that they're... Uh, well, basically, with that roll, you can determine that you look just like the next mark for them. They're, ch- they're thinking that they might have the upper hand here, and they want they really want to engage with you just because they think it'll be like an, like easy pickings for them. You know what I mean? Mm, I relay this to the rest of the group. We look like a target to them. Good, but we need to impress upon them that we are the night masks and let one of them escape thinking that. Then let me handle that piece. Okay. Mm, what does that mean? What do you want uh, to do? I guess, we, I guess we're just carrying on doing what we're doing until the, yeah, until whenever. Yes. So is it like West Side Story? You're going to start like dancing? <laughs> Singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah. When you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> well, I say we lead him into an alley and then let uh, our friend here do what he does best. And they think we're a target here. What, 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 what do I amuse them? Am I a joke to them? What's so fucking funny about me to those guys? I want to fuck them up. Yes, keep your you voice look like down. a clown. <laughs> Believe me. Am I a fucking clown? Am I going to be a fucking amusement? When the time comes, they'll believe that it was the night masks. All okay. right, let's find an alley that nobody else is in. Uh, so let's do... What time uh, of day is it? Uh, I'd say it's uh, afternoon-ish. Way too early in the day, boys. The they, night masks only strike at night. If they are going to target us, then they move up our timetable, but we'll still oblige them. Uh, Henry, roll a perception check. Oh, hell, I don't see so good. <laughs> Oh, not that bad. 15. <laughs> 15. You know, there's three of them are now gone. Hey, uh, 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 guys, guys, uh, excuse me. They they left. We need to be gone also. All right. Well, I guess beating the crap out of them is going to have to wait for another time. It's a good thing I'm a patient guy, all right? <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. I was looking forward to it. <clears throat> well, maybe if we go down a blind alley, we can meet them now. Then let us stay prepared and lead the way, Bartelson. All right. Follow me, fellas. And I do. <laughs> All right, so everyone's going. And, and Bartleson goes out of his way to point at buildings like he's a tourist. Even <laughs> <laughs> <Even> better. <laughs> Thomas is just kind of amusing himself. And it's at this point, you kind of notice that he's got a Warhammer, but he's also got a second Warhammer strapped to his back. And it's at this point, as he's a little bit bored, that he takes the second Warhammer out and starts making like the faces of the two heads of the, the hammers just kind of like, you know, tap against each other, almost like a kissing motion, like they're dolls, just because he's bored. <laughs> dink, just dink. a little clink, clink. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We better hurry up, guys. We're losing him. All right, so you duck into the first alleyway that you see, and it looks rather uh, dank. <laughs> dank like my 20s. Word. <laughs> and as everybody turns into the uh, alleyway, <clears throat> further in the alleyway, you see three shadowy figures coming up. Well, gentlemen, it seems like uh, this is your lucky day. Isn't that right, Sluggo? Yeah, that's right. I javel in one of them in the heart. <laughs> all right, roll it. <laughs> yeah, talking to my guy all wrong. <laughs> He's so coming at you with a soldering iron. All right, roll the attack. That is a nine, uh, dank 20. Dank 20 hits. Dank roll 20 damage. with a javelin. That's <laughs> uh, 1d6 plus 5. Uh, 10 points of javelin fury. 
Okay, and that guy is pelted with the javelin, and he's knocked back. And with that, let's roll some initiative. <laughs> Alistair has a 22. There. I got used to roll 20. I forgot where everything is in uh, D&D Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, pretty nonplussed about the whole situation. I rolled a six. <clears throat> Zeron has 18. <laughs> yeah, I only got a nine. And Thomas? Oh, an 18. 18. All right. To self. Thomas the hammer, not the train. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a tank, but not an engine. <laughs> All right, Zeron. Um, I've got um, I've got uh, plus two on initiative, so it's actually a tank twenty. Oh damn! Never Solid. Mind. Shouldn't nice. have sent us down a dank alley, friend. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, and so we are on initiative. Let me roll for my two clown friends here. First up is Alistair. You break out my bow. And that's going to be an 18. That hits. I target the one that he already hit with his javelin. Okay. And that's going to be 12 points of piercing damage. That guy is looking horrible. Blood splattering everywhere. Next up is Thomas, not the train. So um, it was three guys who came in, right? Uh, yeah, three guys in front of you down the dank alley. Okay. Um, yeah, Thomas is just going to rush at the uh, at the second guy who hasn't been touched yet, just with his war hammer and just kind of bring it down right down on his head. <laughs> All righty, roll it. Right. I guess not. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a that's a nine. <laughs> happens to all of us sometimes all right so you're you're feeling very vigorous and it's just swoosh and so now you're like right up on that middle guy staring him down but obviously just because of the distance and the shadowiness of this dank alley you miss yeah all right next up apparently i am a joke to him (laughs) zaron you're up all right as my bonus action one of the ones that are still up not the one that I javelined. I'm going to cast Compelled Duel upon him. I attempt to compel a creature into a duel. He must make a wisdom saving throw. All right. What am I trying to beat? 37. Oh, well, no, we got a 17. 12. Oh, 17. Okay. He does not feel compelled to duel. <laughs> ah, I, I javelin him. <laughs> Alrighty, roll it. <laughs> would it help if I said awful things about his mother? 18. Yes, hold on, hold on. He said awful things about his mother. Let's hear it. Save one good one. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> your mama's so <laughs> fat. <laughs> she jumped yeah, in your mother. She got stuck. Yeah. Your mother's like a meat cooler. Everyone puts their meat in. Oh. <laughs> Rolling at disadvantage. Rolling at disadvantage, that thug got an eight. <laughs> He go fucking all the way won, back mate. Like eighth grade. Hey, you go take that. <laughs> <laughs> so now this, eight, so now this uh, thug is now compelled to go into a duel. Okay, on a failed save, the creature is drawn to you, compelled by your divine demand. For the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than you, and must make a wisdom saving through each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than thirty feet away from you. Hey, motherfucker! That guy owes me twelve bucks. I javelin the guy next to him. <laughs> and I rolled an 18. That hits. Uh, six points of damage. 
Okay. So there's two people javelined now. Got One it. person compelled to duel me. Okay. Next up is that thug. And he feels compelled to take out his uh, heavy crossbow. Ooh, that's going to be 21 to hit. I hit. And... 11 points. Oh, no, correction. Oh, man, is that it? Okay. Nine points of piercing damage. Feel this huge, thick-ass bolt just hit you in the in the, in the the torso. Mm. Walk it off. You're fine. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Bartleson. Uh, Bartleson is going to pull a pouch off of his belt. It's full of tiny little rocks, and he's going to cast Catapult at whichever one we think we don't need. <clears throat> All right, roll it. Is it a raise attack spell? Uh, no, it's a dex save. 15. Oh, okay. 15. That's good damage, too. Ooh, that is a solid two. <laughs> That's 22 points of damage. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> round and round she goes. Where she stops will be a fallhead. <laughs> All right, so then that goes... And who are you aiming for? Uh, Probably one of the two he's already javelined, because we need the other one to believe it was... Uh, um, the night masks. Got it. Okay. So, how do you kill him? Headshot. Right between the lookers. All right. Just straight up David and Goliath scene here. Just this huge <laughs> stone, or all these stones hit it, and you see this ginormous, like, bulbous, like, just wall up on top of his forehead, and it just explodes, blood splattering everywhere. <laughs> Good thing this alley was already dank. <laughs> <laughs> and next up is Henry. Okay, so uh, the whole situation, like, I, I don't like this one bit. Oh, this is, this is going sideways. I mean, you guys might want to work like this, but I don't. So I'm going to walk up to the one guy that we're going to try and keep alive. And I'm just going to pull out my mace. And uh, I'm just like, you're the guy that I'm going to, it's, it's going to hurt. Right, but I'm I'm trying to save you, <laughs> and I swing at him with my mace. <laughs> All right, this is for your own good. <laughs> You'll thank him in the morning. <laughs> uh, let's see, does a thirteen hit? Thirteen does hit. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, that is going to be with uh, eight points of bludgeoning damage. Ooh, that guy is looking pretty rough. He felt that that hit. <laughs> All right, next up is that thug. He's like, oh, I got to get out of here. And he turns around and tries to get out of there, presenting an opportunity attack. By... Which I take. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so uh, that's going to be a 21. That hits. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I'm not doing this on purpose. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's another nine points. <laughs> you crack his leg in the process. And uh, Thomas the Hammer, you're right up on that other guy, right? Yep. All right, so guy number two there was also uh, right next to that fella. So that presents an opportunity attack for you as well. Well, yeah. Thomas is not going to waste the opportunity. When Thomas gets an opportunity, he swings at it. Just don't kill him. Uh, that is 15 to hit. 15 hits. Okay. Uh, with that, I'm basically just going to, you know, take a lesson from Karate Kid and sweep the leg. <laughs> All right. Using the hammer, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we, we go. Uh, that's eight points of damage. Oh, man. You cripple the guy. 
he falls uh, just head first and he's like ah oh, my legs my legs yeah no shit your legs <laughs> <laughs> those are our legs now yeah. <laughs> no shit your legs you just got your legs hit with a hammer what'd you expect to happen to your legs yeah, I mean, okay, it, that'd be great till i went to the legs all right you know why i went to the legs it was out of respect <laughs> I mean, in, in in our defense, like you shouldn't have been a bad person, mate. Maybe you could use this as an opportunity to to, to turn your life around. <laughs> this will teach you to attack the night masks in an alley on a oh. oh yeah, yeah, we're yeah we're part of that. Yeah, we're them guys. Alistair, you have the floor. So which ones are? There's two alive. Two alive. One of them has broke both of his legs, broken on the floor, <laughs> and the other one's trying to run. And the other one is, uh, well, that is not his turn yet. Well, the one that tried to run is on the floor with both legs broken. All right. So, all right. So one still has a javelin in him. And the other one's on the ground with his legs broken. All right. I just look at down. I look down at the one with his legs broken. I bare my fangs and I charge towards the other one. Wait, wait, wait. So you bare your fangs at the one on the floor and you charge at the other guy? Yep. I look down. Basically, he's looking up at me, mm-hmm. and I, I basically reveal my fangs, and then I charge the other one. The one that's standing? Yes. All right. You charge him. With a, uh, I go to do essentially a vampiric bite with an right, 18. And you bite. All right. And I'm going to do, <laughs> that's going to be seven points of damage. He's like, oh, all right. You got that guy for seven points of damage. Wow. Okay. And this guy thought he had it made because he hasn't really been hit at all. He just barely dodged out of the way of this ginormous uh, Goliath with his war hammer and you chomp down on that fucker next up is thomas the hammer um all right so just evaluating the situation we've got the guy with the broken legs but the person who was running away is now having his blood sucked and the third guy the third guy's already dead isn't he correct all right um so shouting out to our dampier friend hey look uh, which one are we gonna you know like get away here we gotta you know send them a message uh it's gonna be the guy with this loser with no legs or you know your, your fucking lunch <laughs> Don't talk with your mouthful. I throw. Can I can I use my reaction to throw him? The guy that kind of throw the guy that uh, I had him. I just bit towards him. (laughs) Throw it towards me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. If you want that to be your reaction, sure. Yeah. So basically, I release my bite and I throw him towards Thomas and I say, "Leave the one on the ground. This one you can have at." Ah, it's your lucky day, legs. <laughs> um, it's your turn, Forrest. <laughs> so, catching this poor bastard, um, I just, I'm gonna just go ahead and, you know, being a Goliath of, you know, impeccable strength, I'm basically just gonna lift him up by the, by the, the scruff of his collar, like up above me, and then just slam him into the ground. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty, roll the attack, just normal, just flat out roll and add right. your your strength modifier to it. Sure. Oh, yes. Uh, that is a, a dank 21. <laughs> okay. With a dank 21, uh, let's see, roll 2d10s for damage. Zach, um, God damn it. <laughs> Ring through dice. Here we are. Okay. Three and a two. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was underwhelming. 
<laughs> All right, so with that, uh, th- uh, just... does that count as an unarmed strike, though? Oh no, you know what? No, you keep doing you. <laughs> yeah, because isn't it isn't it just like a like like just two hit points? Four. Like yeah. <laughs> the last wither I played would have been a minus one. <laughs> it would have been a healing potion to punch him. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's okay. I can use my um, gently can... caresses you upon the cheek uh, with his fist. He is now uncomfortable. You feel better. I could use my second win on this anyway. I could be hit by your soft hands all day. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll also subtract that minus four, though. Right? You said it was four points of an unarmed strike. Is that aloe I smell on your fist? Um, well, if, it's, <laughs> if we're going with it as an unarmed strike, then, yeah, that's a, just a flat four. Flat Maybe four plus the five, because the five is, you know, you're lifting them up above your head, and you're bringing them, you know, with that driving force onto mm-hmm. the ground. So that's where I kind of added, like, a little bit of a grapple bonus with that. Okay, okay. So the five minus the five plus the four so that's nine total of mm-hmm. bludgeoning damage um and how's how's he looking as i just pick him up as, as i catch him flip, raise him into the air above me and just slam him onto the ground like a straight up choke hold move there uh choke slam uh he's he is in pain he's in total <laughs> amounts of like pain just from his shoulder down to his uh, hip just you you drove him with that choke slam dude he's not happy at all and he definitely feels it just imagine like uh, avengers where the hulk grabs uh, loki yeah <laughs> but from uh, the well, head not the not the feet but from the head you know and in, in that case i'm gonna go with uh, using my um action surge yes mm-hmm. to just pick up my warhammer again and uh, drive it into his skull while he's still on the ground fuck all right go for it <laughs> uh where here we go roll an advantage all righty Ah, oh, sweet. <laughs> 21 again. <laughs> what was the first roll? Squish. Uh, it was a nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll oh, the damage. Uh, okay. Oh, wait, hang on. That's the wrong one. Damn it. Let me try that again. Okay, that was uh, another nine points of damage. Ooh. Uh, that is enough to scare the other guy that's crippled on the floor. Just like, what the fuck? And, and uh, go ahead. is he dead? Uh, not yet, but he certainly wishes he was. <laughs> <laughs> if we leave him, will he just bleed out? Uh, hold that thought. Uh, next up is... Oh, yeah. Zeron, it's your turn. If we leave that one... Who has the... Uh, there's one dead guy with a javelin. Yes. Who's the other one with the javelin in him? Uh, the one with the broken legs. Mm. If The one that just got smashed in the head. If we just leave him, will he bleed out? Roll medicine check. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shit, that's a nat 20. (laughs) 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 Like equations going on behind your eyeballs. Fucking Sean Connery and medicine man right now. (laughs) (laughs) Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Yeah. (laughs) He's not necessarily Uh, bleeding out. Just the way your mother likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll have a touch now. Haunting. <laughs> for 200, Alex. Take anal that's, bum cover for 500. That's appetite. <laughs> Jap anus <laughs> relations. Japan, Japan US. Okay. We, never mind. Drug <laughs> <laughs> Texas with a dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> With a net 20, uh, you don't really think he's going to uh, bleed out per se, but you do notice that uh, 
there's a lot of sweating, uh, a lot of swelling going on, and parts of his body are starting to turn purple and swelling. So you know he's bleeding internally. I yank my javelin out of Lieutenant Dan and I shove it into the other one. All right, attack with advantage, man. Lieutenant <laughs> Dan, you ain't got no leg. <laughs> <laughs> What's my um, first roll is an 18. Second roll is an 18. Wow. All right. Roll that, roll that damage. <laughs> what about my legs, Charlie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> Said you ain't got no legs. So unless you could flip up onto your hands and walk out of here, you ain't going to make it. <laughs> I rolled eight points of damage. How do you kill them? Walk over a yank the javelin out of Lieutenant Dan. Blood spurts, and in one motion, I turn and jam it straight into the heart of the other man. As you do that, that it. as you do that, uh, Lieutenant Dan blacks out, just passes out. <laughs> That's fine. We've already let them know that we are the night masks. And with that, gentlemen, we are out of combat. But you now have three bodies on the floor in this dank alley. I collect my javelins. You do that. I can mold earth. We can probably bury him real quick. Leave them. <laughs> Leave the ones passed out. You say that as you're wiping the corner of your mouth of the blood? Yes. <laughs> I don't know about you bloody heathens, but I'm getting the hell out of here. This is too much for me. I need a pint and a, and a, a chocolate. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Take two. You need a pint and what? Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> totally better than the first go. <laughs> the level of defeat. <laughs> a pint and a wank maybe would be better. <laughs> or fish and chips or something. Yeah, fish and chips. Uh... I'll need some comfort food. And <laughs> Get some party pies and sausage rolls. Have wow. a shot of maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> So the cloaks off of uh, the three. All right. Take the cloaks. Just one. We take just one. Okay, you do that. I would strip them all, even if we discard the other two. Okay. You do what that do you too. think? We just send them a message? That's the point. Ah, this guy. This guy gets it. If we just took one, it would be mildly suspicious. We take all three. It's like we're trying to hide or insult who they are. <laughs> it's up to y'all, man. I'm just the, the facilitator of the story here, man. <laughs> well, that sounds logical to me. Oh, no, it's up to them. I'm on my way to a tavern to get me some beer and a chocolate. <laughs> Thomas just immediately grabs, like, Henry by, like, the back of his shirt as he's walking away just before he can leave. So he's just, like, holding him at arm's reach. So strip the other three of their cloaks. Put them into uh, my bag. I'll hand one to Bartelson. See what you can do about this little... I would say let's uh, regroup on recovering these cloaks later. Ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I will be able to... Uh, we just need to get some uh, more raw materials so that I can uh, convert them into the uh, the uniforms. Oh, uh, we don't do that on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this It's true, we don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we, we just do. We just do. <laughs> All right. So I fabricate. All right. You fabricate. Uh, can, and just for the listeners, can you tell us about fabricate? 
Fabricate. You convert raw materials into products of the same material. For example, you can fabricate a wooden bridge from a clump of trees, a rope from a patch of hemp, and clothes from flax or wool. Choose raw materials you can see within range. You can fabricate a large or smaller object contained within a 10-foot cube or eight connected 5-foot cubes given sufficient quantity of raw material. If you're working with metal, stone, or another mineral substance, however, the fabricated object can be no larger than medium, which we find for us anyway. <clears throat> the quality of objects made by the spell is commensurate with the quality of the raw materials. Fucking A. <laughs> and so with that, uh, you're able to fabricate uh, the, the proper robes from these uh, from these fellas. And so the next play is headed to heading to the location of the ambush. Yes. Can we rest? Like, do we have time to rest before we go to the location of the ambush so I can heal? Uh, maybe a short rest? <laughs> I think okay. a short rest will get me back some spell slots. Okay, I am going to... Uh, who who has taken damage in this last encounter? Got just, it. Just, just you. <laughs> yeah. Thomas just lets add like an awkward cough. <laughs> <laughs> I cast Cure Wounds upon myself. All right. And I will get back... We'll get back nine points of damage, which is the amount that I took. Alrighty. I'd like to take a short rest. All right. So you have about uh, an hour and a half before sundown. No, let, let's say an hour before sundown, and then like another uh, thirty minutes to get to uh, to be at that uh, the perfect ambush location. And while that all of that is going on, I think everybody just uh, earned themselves a uh, level four. Excellent. Level 11. Here comes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was much rejoicing. Alrighty. And with that, I'm going to pause for a sec while I go reload my beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And level up. Hooray. How'd that uh, script go, Sean? Second? Um, script. You mean that, uh, like, the handing the film over to the colorist? Yes. Yep. Sorry. Cool. Yeah, um, went very well, actually. Uh, yeah, we t- took it over uh, two days ago, and the colorist was um, very impressed just, just with how the film looked visually, the quality of everything, the, vi- the visual effects, production design. He seems actually, like, genuinely eager, and he's, like, keen to just kind of put as much attention into the film as he possibly can. Um, so it's looking like the color grade's going to be done next week very cool yeah so now this uh what's the film for uh this was just a a personal project that my uh brother dan and i co-directed he wrote the script originally we just you know we both studied film so naturally we you know wanted to make films so had to just go ahead and do it um so it really it's just uh our our goal is to just send it to film festivals you know get it out there have it uh on our sort of portfolio so we can just kind of move on to bigger better jobs so is it like wachowski brothers cohen brothers fox brothers Uh, yeah yeah pretty much yeah that that works (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so yeah we we were hoping to like just move straight on to another short film uh but then last year happened so yeah (laughs) we'll see when we can actually get around to working on another project but it's definitely in our plans Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. Right? Everybody? Are, are we good? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Right. Lenny, you good? Yeah. <laughs> Hanging in there barely. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <gonna> <laughs>
I'm all right. I can hack it. I have regrets, but I'm good. No regrets. This is D&D. There are no regrets here. Although now I am going to make a character that only speaks in grunts just because. All right. So the location of the ambush is perfect. This spot on the road is quiet and contains a convenient bend and narrow ravine with steeps uh, with steep sides that provide plenty of options. Uh, the wagon should be shortly. Well, what do you do? Wait. Okay. Approaching from down the road is the nightmare. Does, does anybody else want to do anything? Does anybody else want to do anything? Alistair is going to find a position higher up, not too high up, but uh, up on the hillside a bit, and I can kind of stand up. Kind so, of stand or stand? No, I'm going to be standing, but I'll be up out of the way, not where your normal eyesight would be wandering as you're looking at the road. Okay, from what angle? You said it's there's a, it's a steep up. I, guess. Uh, I, I just mentioned ravine. I didn't say anything about up. I thought you said there was a, as the path came around, there was like the ravine to one side and then I thought it was a hillside to the other. So never mind. No, hold on. Hold on. I got something for you. <laughs> hey. Okay. All right. So for listeners out there, we're using a map. You can use a map too. This is just uh, to help everybody reference and go. Hmm. Right. So they're coming from the left or the right? Yes. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I'm sure it might matter, but I think for all intents and purposes right now, dude, uh, seeing as that it's our show, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Right. We can make it from, from one, they're, right. just, they're coming. It's like, just, just no, pick dude. one, dude. You I'm know up, what I mean? Right. I'm up on the... <laughs> <laughs> you can't win. I have a higher ground. <laughs> <laughs> what part of high ground don't you understand, Anakin? Well, I was, I was <laughs> envisioning more like uh, like Bram Stoker's Dracula when they're coming around the, the mountain cliffs where one yeah. side's the steep ravine, the other side's like a, a sheer cliff. Yeah, yep. I don't I think this use... map uh, shows that. It just shows right. two hills so just, on both sides. All right. So I was going to try to put myself up on the more on the cliff face on the higher ground on the higher ground (laughs) but using because I have the spider climb ability. I want to use that. So I'm kind of standing around on the cliff side up kind of. Okay, so that's no spell slot used, right? Not a spell slot. Okay, fine. Spider climb. Uh, is, I'm, I'm assuming there's enough uh, rocky cover to hide a gnome. Relatively yes, well. fairly well. <laughs> yeah, so Bartleson will take uh, take some cover. Just hide behind a rock. Cool. He likes rocks. Well, I'm not sure about you guys, but I'm going to make sure I'm actually wearing my disguise first. Uh, Jake, you're breaking up. Can you say that again? Okay. Um, well, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm going to make sure I'm actually wearing my disguise first. We've already got them on. Okay, make just make it sure. This is this is like the first big adventure. I need this to go right for me. You know, is he trying really to get up, guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still breaking, breaking up. up. Am I really fuck? Hey, drop the map. That might help. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Even the connection's just like, no, not the accent. <laughs> Coxtralian, what the fuck? I can't handle Coxtralian. There we go. Yeah, you sound much better. Go go for it one more time. What abomination is this? <laughs> Coxtralian, you've got to come up with a better word. I don't know if we can get away with it. Uh, no, I think, I, think you just, I think you embrace it. I think you run with it. And I think you say something like, I put the cock in Coxtralian. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we got to have you back, man. You're coming back. <laughs> okay, take it from the top one more time. All right. Well, since we're all wearing our disguises, uh, you know, I just got to have this thing, you know, go right for me, you know? Just this is my first big job. I, I want it to go right. I, I need to get out in the world, out of my mom's. <laughs> 
awesome. So much better. <laughs> so uh, since I, well, since uh, I'm gonna see if I can go and uh, hide right next to the uh, the the wizard there, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And right. Which direction? Which direction are they coming from? Uh, the right. All right. Uh, we should chop down one of those dead trees to make a block of the path to stop or was the caravan. It what? Or was it left? It, it really doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't just, matter. Yeah, just uh, you know, state your action. We're gonna take down one of the trees to block the path of the caravan. There you go. Bring them to a dead standstill. Oh, like a bandit raid. Mm. Are we becoming bandits? I certainly hope not. <laughs> I think it's more like one of those puppet shows street, we watched right? back in town. Now, now I'm doing the Australian accent. <laughs> 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 I I think it's like one of the puppet shows you watch back in town. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back there, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Vermont, Vermont, Vermont. Uh, Pepper Pepper family members. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when certain people couldn't vote? <laughs> Damn, he's, this is going to go from like planning uh, an ambush to being like, oh bloody hell, I got to run out of the server and get me some dairies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Austrian. How about another shrimp on the Balby? <laughs> <laughs> Pumpy Brady's kid. That man was a national treasure. <laughs> Staying character all the way through the DVD commentary. <laughs> oh, goodness, man. Best night ever. Way to go, guys. <laughs> It does remind me of Hugh Jackman recounting the tale of the Christmas kangaroo. If you guys have seen that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So approaching from down the road is the Night Masks Wagon. It's a transport wagon used to move money and valuables and features thick reinforced wood and steel. Whatever is within is unknown. And all you can notice are the two armed Orog drivers, uh, their tusks shining in the light, being very liberal with their horse whips as they drive the horses towards their destination which inadvertently everything comes into a halting stop with the trees out in front of the roadway they get out they start investigating the trees looking around all right so if they both got out i'm going to take a shot at whatever one whichever one's closest to me okay so you take a shot at one of the orogs 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 yeah yeah, one of the two drivers. By the way, this adventure tells you, you look up in the monster manual and it gives you the page reference. I love when they do that because <laughs> I have my book right here. Mm -hmm. And go ahead and roll it. That's going to be an 18. 18. Oh, sorry. Uh, 19 to hit. Ooh, damn. Barely hits. <laughs> you get through that plate armor. And they're going to take 19 points of piercing damage. Piercing damage. Okie dokie. All right, so then they start flipping out, and the one guy that got pierced, you see him topple over the opposite side of where that shot came from. And uh, let's roll. Uh, anybody else want to take a shot or? I want in? to channel divinity. Abjure enemy. Okay. As an action, I can choose one creature within 60 feet of me that I can see to make a wisdom saving throw. Mm -hmm. I want to choose the one that did not get hit. If he okay. fails, his speed is reduced to zero. Wisdom What's saving throw? throw of 12. And wisdom, my man got a solid nine. All right. His speed is reduced to zero. All right. So he's not one budget. minute or until he takes damage. 
So this Orog is like flipping the hell out. And he's like, oh shit. And he's just sitting right there in his chair, in his uh, driver's seat. I thought they both had gotten out of the wagon. No, I think this is more dramatic. Okay. He's in the wagon. Yeah. He is not he's able to wagon. move. He's he's uh, locked in fear right now. And anybody else? Um, if we have the element of surprise, I can use uh, Maximilian's earthen grasp to try to grab a hold of the other one. The one that jumped off? Yeah. All right, go for it. All right, that's a strength save of uh, 15. And that's going to be, ooh, a seven. <laughs> Can't always count on an, on an Orog to fail a strength save. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be 10 points. Points of damage and he's restrained. Oh wow! Uh, a, a, a medium-sized hand of compacted earth comes out of the ground and grabs a hold of him. And you just hear, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Anyone else? That's just to let it happen, friend. <laughs> Um, so, like, what what is the actual distance between us and the Orogs at this point? Yes. Okay. Close um, enough. Well, all right. Well, you know what? Thomas uh, being a bit like Scaramucci, he's a front stabber. He's, uh, he was going to wait until these guys were closer. Now one of them is restrained. He's ready to go for the kill. He's going to run up to him, and he's just going to do his hammer thing like there's no tomorrow. It's like it's, not, it's, it's his own business. It's his thing. He's going to have fun. All right. Roll an advantage because he is restrained. All righty. Hey. All right, so that would be a 19, which, um, so if I roll a 17 and then my initiative booster, um, actually, no, it was initiative, so it's 20. No, yeah. no, it's attack, it's an attack. Oh, I'm sorry, yes, of course it is. Um, it's an attack, so 17 to hit, um, uh, plus five, so yeah, it's 22. Motherfucker, that hits, dude, come on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 22 hit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a smidge. And then that's 12 <laughs> points of damage. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, he's basically just kind of running up and he's doing like a full-blown like baseball swing at the last second right at his head. And with that, you actually can hear the muscles and bones crack in his neck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that sounded sticky. Yeah. That's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, right, this is why Tommy gets the big bucks, boys. <laughs> Fuck you, pay me. And that guy just slumps right on over. And is he dead? <laughs> Mm, oh, I'll say it, dude. He's got one hit point left. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> For his sake, I hope so. Yeah, uh, to be dead. The Brain fucker dead. is comatose. You turned him into a quadriplegic. I'll say that. <laughs> Guy's going to wake back up with like a Sylvester Stallone speech impediment. First the, <laughs> First the legs and now the arms. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good mob hit to me. <laughs> <laughs> One hit point. All right. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna uh, stick close to the uh, to the to the gnome, and I'm just gonna tell him, uh, "Don't you worry, Mr. Magic Man. Uh, I'm. Uh, you just keep on loving those uh, sparkly magic things, and uh, I'll make sure nothing hits you." <laughs> 
Alright, I'll tee him up, you knock him down. <laughs> okay, so then we're gonna say now, that... Is, that... is that Vermont or is that Maine? Little New Hampshire, Northeastern for sure. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have another character I do which is like uh, Southeastern Ontario meets Fargo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably pretty All good. Right. <laughs> Basically my natural accent cranked up to 12. Yeah, no, you do a really, like, it's really good. Like, you get, you get a lot of the like, good colloquialisms. He's so, uh, got it. So yeah. it's like tomatoes, potatoes, got it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Go, so go we'll, we'll say this. Uh, uh, Henry, you're holding your turn uh, for a reaction in case anybody does anything to uh, Bartleson. Okie dokie. In terms of D&D rules, actual D&D rules. <clears throat> okay. And with that, I guess we'll keep the same initiative as before. Okay. I'm roll for these guys. Ooh, okay. So that's going to be... All right. So first up is uh, Alistair. You see one guy on the ground and... He's gone limp, but you can see his eyes are blinking somewhat. Just twitching. Yeah. <laughs> That's his only defense. <laughs> and the other guy is just locked up, uh, frozen in his seat uh, on the wagon. So I take a shot at another shot at the one on the ground. Finish him off. All right. Roll an advantage because he is a quadriplegic. <laughs> Mercy <Yes>. kill. <laughs> that would be he just a got a sink running down his cheek. <laughs> that hits. <laughs> You finished and first against a tree. That'll be 16 points of piercing damage. <laughs> hey, All right, so he's sure in bad word negative. Done it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> pretty much. All right, so how do you kill him? I basically take in the tears that I see running down his face. <laughs> I put the arrow right through those eyes. Or the eye that I can see. I was going to say both eyes with one arrow. <laughs> I'm that good. If you get it from the side, you can. Yeah, it's an oblique shot right there. <laughs> no, it's one of those fucking forked arrowheads. <laughs> yeah. I saw it on Robin Hood more, men have tights. More of a, an aggressive septum piercing. <laughs> All right, so that guy is fucking dead is dead. Next up is uh, Thomas. Oh, already? Um, all right, so... Yeah, well, the first round was a, a surprise attack round. Of course, of course. Don't um, kill him. What's that? Kill him. <laughs> Don't kill him. Uh, I think he said do I... it slowly. <laughs> 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 all right, let's see. I've already gone for the head. The legs uh, just leaves your arms. Oh, yeah, you, you, which arm do you want? Your left or your right as I'm, like, walking up to this other aura? <laughs> Don't damage him or he'll unfreeze. Yeah, fine. Well, is there anything I can do? Can say something mean to him. Hey, 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 fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're out of combat for the next, what, uh, 50, 50 seconds? Yeah. So we need to we, we need to restrain him. Maybe if we had a Goliath, that could manhandle him. Yeah. You also yeah, I could do that ropes. for him. You got uh, five gold pieces on you or what? <laughs> I'll pay also... you later, you take IOUs. Yeah, I tell you what I take. I take gold pieces in advance. <laughs> <laughs> man, I swear, Sean is the sweetest guy I know. <laughs> you see a uh, small pouch of gold come flying down at you, Thomas. I catch it, like, not even flinching. I kind of just catch it in my peripheral vision, just hold my hand up. Thank you. I just uh, walk over to this frozen uh, orog and just, like, just bear hug him, basically, from behind. It's just, so there's nothing you can do about it. He's just trapped. 
<laughs> Alrighty. And he is uh, currently uh, grappled. I mean, I do have some rope in my pack. Would you? Checks. Checks the About carriage. 50 feet worth, which seems like overkill for a gnome, but uh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. You never know. Okay, time so you tie up. him up. He's good to go. He's secured. What do y'all want to do? Uh, Zeron gets into his face. What's the name of the gang? The Zeratam? Zentarum. Zentarum. God. It's who we are. They are. That's what I'm trying to say. Get into his face. Zentarum, send their regards for your attacks on us. And then I try to knock him out. All right, roll it. Oh, shit. Do we? (laughs) (laughs) Bard the Zeratam actually speaks common? 23 for an arm strike. (laughs) Yeah, you knock him out. Okay. And then let's, all right, boys, he's out. Let's take their wagon. Then we'll park it in the, the square where the Zentarum attacked us. Okay. I would not take anything except... So you park the uh, the wagon in the square? I wouldn't leave it. I call crossbow. The, the crate. We need to take oh, the yeah, crate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take the crate. All right, damn it. All right. And we'll report back to uh, Nightshade. Night Breeze. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Nightwing, whatever his name was. We're <laughs> <laughs> back to Darkwing Duck, all right? <laughs> okay, so you notice the wagon is actually, like, enclosed. All right. I investigate the inside. All righty. You investigate the inside and does a, a 22 hit. Yes. All righty. Only on Tuesdays. It's Thursday, so it doesn't hit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's going to be 14 points of slashing damage with this great axe that comes flying out at you, connects, and you have this glass, and you hear, Get away! As I get hit, I use my breath weapon. Oh, shit. Okay, as a reaction. <laughs> uh, All right, go for it. What, what color dragon board are you getting? I'm bronze. As an action, I exhale a five by 30 foot line of lightning damage. Of lightning. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's 2d6 lightning damage. 2d6. I love the smell of ozone in the morning. It's a wooden metal carriage, right? Yeah, fuck this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say that's going to be at a disadvantage roll, right? Because he's in the fucking wagon. The first roll is a 21. And the next roll is is a dexterity save? Yes. 11. All right, he takes the damage. 2d6. He takes nine points of damage. Uh, let's kick that up to uh, uh, 5d6 because he is in a wooden wagon. <laughs> he just fucked it up from the inside, dude. All right, so that was nine and... Oh, smells like barbecue dog here. Plus nine. <laughs> One plus three. 24. 24. All right. And you said it was electrical damage? Yes. He is not happy. <laughs> Neither am I. He just got slashed with an axe. What am I supposed to do? Just be like, thank you, man. Have another. Alrighty. And so we are back in combat in the town square, apparently. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and let's see. Yes, we have a stowaway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have checked out to be good with, right, guys? <laughs> what I was hoping to have you do. Next Never is mind. Henry Skillets. <laughs> Why well, there ain't. Uh... I'm just going to keep it real simple. And uh, since I I'm exactly take two kindly to whoever and such in there is uh, attacking me, friends there, uh, I'm, I'm just going to kind of give him a very stern poking with, uh, with, with, with me mace. <laughs> so what you call it. <laughs> Alrighty. Roll that mace damage. 
Roll that beautiful mace damage. That is going to be a 25. <laughs> 25 damage? Damn, that's a badass mace. Or is that an attack? Oh, that's attack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, say. 25 hits. This mace has 42 ten-penny nails right out the end of it. <laughs> Wait, where's that mace from? South Central? <laughs> Damn! With fuck you damage on it. <laughs> Roll for tetanus. Eyes <laughs> of That's going to be eight points of uh, bludgeoning. Okay. I'll be right back, you guys. Mm-hmm. Already. Yep. And next up is Bartles and James. I mean, I'm here right now, guys. Um, <laughs> break already? Beer break. Well, well, can one of you lift me up so I can get a clear line of sight at this fella? <laughs> you need a boost, do you? Bartleson picks him up by the scruff of his uh, collar there. Didn't bring my stool. Uh, can I see who's in there? You sure as hell can. You see it's an orc war chief. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the manager was having her ride along. <laughs> I'm going to pull another rock out of my satchel and hit him with catapult. Alrighty, go for it. That's <laughs> uh, a DC 15 deck save. Deck save, that is going to be a 10. Alright, it's only 10 points of damage though. <sighs> okay, total? Yeah, I got okay. more where that came from. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty, so then next up is the Orc Warchief. It's not happy, it just got its ass lit up with lightning and it's getting the fuck out of there, so he is going to push through uh, uh, Zaron, and in doing so he's going to do like a shove, so he's going to do um, I guess I'm, uh, let's go with another great axe attack just to kind of get the fuck out of there and make a run for it with a 14 to hit. On Zaron? On Zaron. And oh. since I already used my action, I can't you do a protective reaction? Uh, You know what? For podcast sake, I'll say yes. Go for it. All right. As soon as he attempts to uh, bring that uh, axe down, I uh, put my shield in front of uh, Zeron and he rolls at disadvantage. Oh, damn. Nice, dude. So the next roll was a a, tw- uh, a dank 20. So we'll go with the lower roll. Yeah, so he ends up getting the 14. Yeah. Zeron, does a 14 hit? No. Okay. Ooh. Welcome back, man. So Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair wants to take a, sh- a shot at him as he tries to run away. Okay. So with that, uh, Zeron and uh, uh, Henry both get opportunity attacks as well. Oh, I'm going to take it. <laughs> go for it. Uh, that is going to be a... That's going to be a 21 to hit. That hits. Ain't no way a bloody pig elf is gonna hurt my friends. No, Lou, what are you doing? <laughs> Damn cat. Thank you, Damn Lou. cat. Thank you, Lou. <laughs> my God, that's a fucking Tabaxi six. <laughs> <laughs> six damage? Yeah. All right. And next up, uh, Zeron, you um, have an opportunity attack? I'm gonna take a swing at him with, with my morning star. All right. Uh, 15. Uh, 15 misses. Is that with your attack bonus? Oh, no. Uh, dang 20 then. Sorry. All right. That hits. All right. And with my divine smite, I'll add an extra 2d8 radiant damage. God, no. All right. So my morning start is 1d8 plus 6. That will be eight points of damage just for the morning star and then the radiant right. damage. Will be another ten for a total of eighteen points of damage. Ooh, eight plus a sunburn. Yeah. Mm. With that, he stumbles onto the ground in the middle of town. And let me see. So I guess we're back at the Alistair. You have the floor. It's a twenty-one to hit. 
Okay, what are you talking with? My bow. All right, that hits. And it's going to be 15 points of piercing damage. He is not moving from the ground, but still has plenty of life left in him. (laughs) We should capture him and question him. No capturing, no questioning. Just get rid of him. Questions weren't part of the job. Alrighty. Next up is uh, Thomas the Hammer. Uh, Thomas, having heard uh, Alistair's uh, instruction, just go, uh, turns to him and just goes, "All right, I'm going. I'm going to go get the war chief. Get the war chief." And then he just runs up, uh, and he's gonna, you know, swing his, uh, bring his ha- war hammer down as the war chief's on the ground. Alrighty, roll at advantage. Yeah, it's an eighteen. All right, twenty-one to hit. Uh, barely hits. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Oh, 13. How do you kill him? Um, I'm not satisfied with uh, my attempt to cave in somebody's head earlier. I decide that this is a good opportunity to redo it. And you just see. I totally whiffed earlier, you guys, but I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas is uh, just, you know, brings the Warhammer up and just like over his head, clenching. You just see all of his muscles in his body just engaged as he just brings it back down with all his might and just there's no face left to speak of <laughs> oh gruesome and it's basically like seeing the, the video of a watermelon explode <laughs> in <laughs> slow motion <Think> scanners <laughs> oh. <laughs> well you put me off jelly sandwiches I was, I was thinking Gallagher <laughs> <laughs> Gallagher oh Gallagher got it oh <laughs> I forgot about Gallagher <laughs> <laughs> it slices it dice <laughs> Next time I'll go for the the roadhouse throat kill. <laughs> All right. And we are out of combat. Better check the inside of there in case there's any more lurking about. Alrighty. So then Bartleson James, you look inside and you notice that no, there's nothing else inside. Uh, roll a quick investigation check. Proficient in that. Good thing. I rolled a two. I got an eight. <laughs> okay. With an eight, you see a, a parchment and you definitely see a crate and that's about it. I see a box and some paperwork. Let's Grab get I, gra- I grab the parchment. What's what's on that? Okay, the parchment. Uh, you know, you you open it. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay, so you see a letter that's written in blood. The others in the council scoff at my use of orcs and orogs. Prove them wrong and show them your worth by returning the cargo undamaged or be forced to look me in the eye to tell me you failed. Lord Mortis Grimmel. I uh, I uh, hand it to our um, um, Alistair and I, uh, <laughs> I say, looks like we did these boys a favor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep moving. Grab the crate. All right, Alistair, you notice that name and immediately... That jogs your memory. This is the guy. This is him. Lord Mortis. Grimmel. You write that down. What do you got to do? Yep. Okay. Uh, and I and keep so the, the uh, Lord Mortgage Dremel. Got it. <laughs> I, I pocket the parchment. Alrighty. All right. And so who's grabbing the crate? Thomas will get the crate. Okay, Thomas. Good job. Too. All right, I love Thomas. Help, fellas, but that's not my job description. <laughs> Thomas and Henry, as you're grabbing the crate, you start hearing like this screechy, uh, high-pitched, almost like squealing noise coming out of it. That sounds like a big old case of not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) I checked the list. It's not on my list of problems. (laughs) 
take the how big is the crate uh about uh, medium sized let's get out of here we need to make a move and get out before people start coming into the square you don't gotta tell me twice let's right so leave. as every all right so as everyone starts to move the uh the top of the crate starts breaking open and Who knows mend uh, actually i do <laughs> <laughs> I, I mend it all righty <laughs> No, you right. don't. <laughs> Get back in there with you. We're not ready for you to come out now. Back in the box. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as you mend the top of the box out from the bottom, it, it breaks and you see like all these expensive fabrics and materials just falling out of it. But that doesn't really catch your attention. What does catch your attention is this a well-sized egg that that is just resting on top of it all. And Mm -hmm. from it, you see it start to crack and this little crack appears. And then you notice this creature inside of it, you know, has pretty much decided it's time to make her big debut. So more and more cracks form. And then there's this little hole, a a, a tiny slimy green snout sticking out from it. Uh, The baby uses its two tiny horns to break through the rest. Uh, chucking the top half of the shell aside and then uh, there you see in front of you a newborn baby triceratops i used my animal handling to imprint (laughs) i don't think that that qualifies because he didn't say it in his character's voice i agree and i don't believe that you're the ranger of this group the baby struggles to walk out of its shell but finally manages and it looks at other reptile in the group i i pick it up and coddle it uh, uh, no no No, you're a human fighter you don't have any idea what's going on in this little being's head well i do have animal handling i'm a folk hero i'm a fine boy henry skillets handle your animal henry skillets Henry Skillets. Different than an ox? (laughs) (laughs) Henry Skillets, roll an animal check. Rolling animal check. (laughs) Oh my god, I feel like you're not going to give it to me anyway, but it's an 18. With an 18, it starts nuzzling at your feet. Oh, he's just a little dude, isn't he? And with an 18, (laughs) you can really sense that you're his mother. You're her mother, excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It looks up and notices you for the first time. It begins to coo, and it's feeling very close to you. We need to move. I'm not not gonna lie. I'm feeling a bit emotional here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just. Uh, I think it just needs a little bite of leaves. Anybody <laughs> got leaves? In a bag. We need to go. You are totally gonna get a little painting of you on my shield to later. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I stuff it in my backpack. Alistair grabs the crate and the egg, everything else, stuffs it back inside and uh, brings it with us. All right, so then you head over to Potions and Lotions, where an excited Delric Nightbreeze greets you, asking if everything went as planned. Did you obtain the item that I needed? What I needed from that crate? There's... Yeah, we uh, we found about 14 bolts of uh, crap-covered fabric. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's left of the crate. Delrick Nightbreeze in his excitement just, you know, tries to crowbar the, the, the crate open, pops the top off, looks inside. 
this is perfect. Oh, thank you, thank you. And he and he lifts up the broken pieces of the shell. This will allow me to brew very power, very power and expensive potions. Ugh. Very Ooh, powerful uh, and expensive potions for my shop. Yeah, it's great. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> he hands over the 300 gold each. He hands over everything he promises. Thank you so much. You, you don't understand just how happy this makes me. Well, I'm very glad that we could be of service. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Everybody roll uh, an insight check. Insight. I'm not going to lie. This fellow seems a little slippery for me. <clears throat> yeah, one of them. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, was that rolled at advantage by any chance? In, uh, uh, sure. Yeah, I think, I think so. nine, 19 for Alistair. Oh, man. 20 for Zeron. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got an 11. Well, I just got a 12. <laughs> Look, Thomas is not known for his insight. You know, he walks around, he hits things, he gets money. That's his thing. Uh, so I rolled a three, but I've got a negative one modifier. So then I rolled an eight. I got a seven. <laughs> it's okay, Thomas. I got this. So Thomas just really doesn't want to give a fuck. He's just in there for the money. He doesn't really care whatsoever. Everybody else, y'all completely understand. And you and your inside, you know, your gut feeling tells you, yeah, this guy just wanted the shell. That's all he cares about. He doesn't care about what was in the shell or out of the shell. He needed the shell. Well, the only thing Thomas cares about is also chamomile lotion. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll take my 300 in trade for lotion. (laughs) My my nat 20. gold coins worth of chamomile lotion. (laughs) My my nat 20 told us he was on the level. He is totally on the level. All right. Take my 300. Okay. And so everybody begins to exit when all of a sudden the sweet moment is interrupted as the room begins to shake. Suddenly all of the potions in the shop burst, causing a few explosions in the alchemist's fire corner. Emerging from the smoke is a tall, imposing figure. Lord Mortis Grimmel holds his cape to cover most of his face from you. He wants you focusing on his hypnotizing red eyes. Hey, it's that Dremel fella. Lord Mortis Grimmel looks down upon you and the vampire does not look impressed. You dare steal from the night mask and you think you'll survive the day? You will all suffer for this inconvenience. And we're going to stop this adventure here. Well, it's not an adventure anymore, is it? No, it's not. (laughs) It's now a life or death struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Alistair stares back and just smiles. End scene. All right, good job, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. You want this three-horned cow, you're going to have to go through that fella. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You tell right. him, Ray. <laughs> go get him, Ray. <laughs> okay, goodness. So we just played through three orcs and a baby. It's a level seven adventure, optimally for uh, seventh level adventurers. You're uh, about to find out why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Written by Dale Zawada. And okay, first uh, first impressions of the of this whole thing. Obviously, the, the the final encounter here. I wanted to stop it there before we got too far into it. Uh, I, I think a lot of it was just I wanted to leave something for the listeners to you know to try out once they pick this adventure up. Yeah. Uh, first up, uh, Alex, your thoughts? Oh, uh, I I love the I love the aspect of playing the gangs against each other. Yes. And I like that yeah. there was like that there was more than one way you could take it. Like uh, this. Mm-hmm. Full 
of dollars kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. It, it was, you could choose to do it both ways. You could choose to do it one way. Uh, it, it left a lot of options open as to what you could do. It, it wasn't, you have to go this route to be successful. So um, or I really liked the aspect that it was just open and you could do it how you wanted to. And you could probably be successful whichever way you took it, or you may not be and you would get found out like we did. Mm-hmm. That's what and I Lenny. Now, I I really like this. It had a lot of cool uh, cool aspects of it. Like uh, Alex was saying, you had a, multiple different ways you could approach this uh, uh, the task and uh, and still get your mission across. Um, definitely sounds like there was a lot that you kind of glazed over, so that it leaves the the DM a lot of options. Um, yeah, the the first part, I I like the fact that we were you know lower level. Definitely gave us a little bit more combat action. Um, whether you kind of dropped the our enemies to, to our level or not it definitely made it a little bit you know more doable but when we get to this next guy that's yeah this is just gonna be a bloodbath if we're still at level three <laughs> or four um even with all of us trying to to deal with that so this will be it would definitely be interesting but i like it, it definitely it, not what i expected um i like the uh that kind of little surprise there kind of fun um so very cool. Yeah, and just a point of information for everybody: uh, uh, Lenny and I did not discuss at all like his character or what he thought, whatever his background was going to be. I had no idea he was going after a vampire. As soon as he said he's looking for the guy who turned him into this, I'm like, ooh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we we did not plan this. This first time I saw Dampier show up as a as a character option, race option on D and D Beyond, and I was like, yes. All right, I haven't done this yet, so I'm going to do that. It just happened to coincide very nicely with with this yeah yeah that's that's awesome totally coincidental and sean your thoughts okay um well yeah just to jump on with uh what everyone's talking about with the flexibility it 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 it, it does seem like there's a lot of replay value in this in terms of the different approaches you can take because um it would be fun to just kind of go through this with a party that just blunders everything <laughs> because you can, yeah. like no matter what approach you take you can just propel the story forward so easily and so you can get this really wonderful tapestry of outcomes <laughs> that, uh, yeah that was that was really what impressed me the most it was just that that level of range uh, in terms of approach yeah for sure and uh jake uh initially you know like i was thinking kind of along the lines of what everyone else is thinking but to kind of go more in depth with scenery in particular and like the story the whole concept of starting this off in a very crowded town square and trying to figure out how you're going to bait these gangs into first getting them to do what you want and then doing the the mutual sabotage you don't really see that much what's the word it's not complexity it's a well i mean i guess it is complexity in a lot of campaigns or sessions or one shots or at least i haven't uh in the time that i've played and so just kind of seeing multifaceted adventures that do require a little more strategy than just running gun is uh always very refreshing mm, yeah yeah no i wholeheartedly agree and mr ronan your thoughts uh, i think i i liked um how modular it could be it would be very easy to strip this down and put it in any homebrew campaign you already had going on like if you were mm-hmm. short you just needed something to fill out a session mm-hmm. you drop your group in this i think this job lands in your lap what are you going to do and it, it kind of get it kind of gives you you know uh ready-made factions that mm-hmm. you could pretty easily reskin you know 
within just a couple of minutes. You know, it's, it's not like you have to do any major surgery to, to rebuild this to fit whatever you're doing. So, I mean, I think uh, I think it was it was fun. I mean, we played it pretty lighthearted, but I think you could approach it from pretty much any angle uh, to fit whatever campaign you happen to be running. Like, I, I could easily throw this in the one I'm running now as a bottle episode. Like, you know, I'm stuck. I didn't have time to prep. Here it is. It's ready to go. Um, seems like it's pretty pretty fun and pretty easy to build on. And like you, like you said, you were able to take, okay, this vampire tied it to one of the players, you know, within seconds. I, and you could probably figure out a way to do that pretty easily across the whole thing, especially like with what's in the box. It doesn't have to be a triceratops. Mm-hmm. If you have a MacGuffin already in your in your campaign, then it, that's what's in the box, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of nice. I the one, That's kind of what I look for when I'm buying like standalone adventures. I, I don't necessarily want the whole adventure, but I need the pieces of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I need oh, to be absolutely. able to de-lego it and re-lego it in whatever form I need it to be. And that seems like it's pretty easy to do that. With. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And also to, to build on what Ronan was saying there with respect to like different factions and whatnot, you can, like there's so much room to have fun with like, if, you, if you've got party members who have the criminal background, so they've got contacts. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm, like that opens up a whole new level, like, you know, option tree. Yeah, very true. Very true. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, for shits and giggles, uh, I also found this other, uh, th- this other little piece of hardware that I had on a DMs Guild called uh, the Corpse Market. So if anybody was ready to duck into a back alleyway or like a black market section, I had this lined up ready to go. And <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't get to use it this time. Hopefully I use it later on. And, and so the, the thing about this adventure is apparently it's uh, one piece of like this ongoing campaign that Dale Zawada had written. It has something to do with uh, the vampires and this whole story, this whole overarching story. So just a couple of things about this. The, the fact that y'all decided to double cross the double crossing part of the story, <laughs> that wasn't in any of these notes. And I was like, hey, that's kind of clever, you know, make it look like it was them, <laughs> then retaliation, blah, blah, blah. That was actually really cool because based on everybody's roles at the inn, it would determine whether or not you would have found like a, uh, a Zentarim bag behind the counter, like in the lost and found where you would have had the uniforms there or again go and talk to the uh to the tailor about making the centaurum outfits but y'all went a different route hey let's dress up the night mask go after the centaurum then you know it, it was just a really cool way of approaching this whole thing so that was one of the things i'm like oh crap how do am i gonna oh okay dark alley let's do this you know what this town needs a gang war <laughs> <laughs> this town needs an enema <laughs> no i see this is i a, thought this is i thought that Gilder. was I, I, I thought that was uh, part of how they wanted it to happen was they they told us that they wanted us to pit these two gangs against each other. Yeah. They told us one, this one gang hangs out here and two, the other gang is going to have a caravan here. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what clued me in to be like, well, we can do two birds with one stone kind of with, we can play the gangs against each other because that's the ultimate. I, I felt like that was one of the ultimate goals of the uh, Darkwing Duck or whatever his name was. Was that he wanted these two gangs to get against each other so that he was kind of held out of the conflict completely. So we've, that's why I was very adamant about making both gangs know that they were against each other. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, y'all, y'all made it work very well. Uh, fast forward to the ambush. Uh, obviously, y'all were able to see the map, and it's a really nice 
real crystal clear map of where everything's at. Um, <laughs> as per the notes, it didn't really have any specifics as far as like, is it coming from this side or this side? I think that's just based on interpretation of the table, which is kind of nice. It, it leaves it open for, uh, for interpretation in that regard. So you can set up how you want to set it up for your own specific needs. And just on the off note, is, and I'm sorry, my voice is actually leaving. I can tell it's already like I'm getting very rustic in my voice here. Uh, ending the adventure and actually lists down uh, the size of the triceratops as it as it grows while you level up. Uh, just to give you an idea, the baby is just a baby at, at levels five through seven at 350 pounds. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then levels seven through 10, it's a juvenile up to 2,000 pounds. <laughs> levels 10 through 13, now it's a young adult at 10,000 pounds and so on. And I'll just leave the rest out there again for people to you know play on their own and everything. But it's it's really cute. It's really fun. I think the, the, the goal of this adventure is to gift you a Triceratops, which I found very novel with this adventure. And it looks like there's another adventure called Burdusk Till Dawn, which features the players mm. trapped in a tavern surrounded by the undead. And another one called uh, Potions 11. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it features Delric, if y'all want more of that uh, charming character. <laughs> so yeah, it seems like this is a small snippet of a bigger story and I'm really excited to maybe possibly play the other two later on. Yeah. Like this one little short adventure could easily spiral off into a whole campaign if you had the right, you know, the right group that wanted to, you know, not not put that bone down. If you yeah, absolutely give the colloquialism. <sighs> but, All right, guys, yeah. I got to sign off. You guys have a great night. It was great playing with you. <laughs> and uh, Thanks uh, for inviting me. It was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for hanging out uh, with yeah, us. We'll definitely have to have you over uh, for another game, man. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm down. <laughs> right on. All right, cool. Everyone, have yourselves a good night. Uh, go get some rest and uh, go get a tattoo. Sounds good. Good night. Have hey, fun, guys. Right. Later. Enjoy. All right, until next time. Bye.